Well, hello again, and welcome to the Pushing 60 Aside podcast. I am your host, Gene Fleming, recording here in Fort Payne, Alabama, my hometown. A great place to live and a great place to visit. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the podcast. Uh, You know, if you're about my age, I'm 62, a little bit older, a little bit younger, and you're trying to figure out exactly how you're going to get through the next 10, 15, 20 years of your life and do it successfully, maybe this is a good podcast for you to listen to. I hope you enjoy the things you hear here. And uh, it sounded funny, the things you hear here, but it makes sense. And I hope you find some useful insight and inspiration to keep you on the right track for a long, healthy, and prosperous life. Now, you know, I got to thinking today. I took a day of rest, and rest days are very important to me. Uh, you know, sometimes I I, I kind of overdo it. And last week was a, a pretty intensive week in the training uh, arena. I I'm getting ready to start participating in a lot of 5K races, and so I kind of have to up my game for that. And so I got to thinking uh, after a question was posed to me this afternoon, uh, and the question was, uh, you know, why do you do this, and why, uh, you know, don't you don't don't you think you're going to just, you know, wear yourself out and drop suddenly of a heart attack or something? Or you're going to wear yourself out and and I replied, well, no, that's not the way it works because you don't just run uh, aimlessly and you don't run every day and you don't lift heavy every day. Uh, the only thing you do religiously in fitness is uh, you try to eat right every day. And note, I said try to eat right because, you know, if there's anybody that's 100% who's not a professional athlete, I don't know who that is. You know, we all stray from a strict diet from time to time, and and that's just that's what I call living. But I got to thinking about because I was, I was, um, I was thinking about this question this guy was asking me, this challenge, you know, that he was questioning, you know, whether or not it was smart to train like I do at my age, and um, you know, and I guess in my thinking about it. I got to thinking that, well, the reason I do this is in part out of some fears. Fears, plural, more than one. One, I never want to be sick like I once was because I was sick because I allowed myself to get too heavy and and get too sick and almost too sick to get well. I never want to go back to that again. That was... That was a miserable time. It involved, uh, you know, sickness and medications and doctor's visits and hospitalizations and, you know, and it it that's just that's just no way to live. And uh, uh, two, the second fear I have is the fear of not being able to enjoy the reward years of my life, retirement. You know, and by enjoy, I mean simply doing whatever it is that, you know, I have the time and money and interest in doing. And, you know, I I certainly have different things that interest me than maybe you do. You know, I like to kayak sometimes, and I like to fish sometimes, and I like to golf other times, and I like to hike. Uh, I like to go sightseeing, you know. Uh, So right now we're at a time in our country when... A lot of people are uh, are kind of in a panic, you know, about different things, you know. And, you know, I can tell you this, while I've never been afraid of uh, going on a cruise, uh, I think I'm going to put the 
prospect of going on a, a vacation cruise on hold for the time being and, and until this coronavirus thing passes, you know, um, you know, I do take that seriously, but I'm not afraid of it. And part of the reason why I'm not afraid of it is because I practice good hygiene already. And because I work with so many people, you know, I'm a very good hand washer. <laughs> and, um, and I can tell you, I seriously avoid sick people like the plague. Uh, even when I do hospital visit these days, uh, before this coronavirus and flu season, you know, and all this that's going on, even before that, if I go to visit you in a hospital room, likely I'm going to wear a mask. And that mask is not because I'm afraid of you. It's afraid, you know, I'm going to see somebody that's already sick. And just in case I have the first telltale sign of a cold by sneezing, I don't want, I don't want to make you sicker. So that's just out of respect. So the third thing that, uh, that I have some fear about and, and I'm not talking about trembling fear, but, you know, I'm talking about a, a deep-seated way of thinking. And as I consider, you know, how many years more I may live, well, I want to make sure that the most of those years are good ones. And to some degree, I fear losing my independence. Now, I work with a lot of senior people. Uh, I train senior people at, uh, at a senior center. I, I teach them balance and mobility, flexibility, and help them build their strength and, and help them stay socially engaged. That's all part of it. But, um, you know, and I'm surprised sometimes at the things they can do and, and how hard they work on this, uh, you know, fitness thing at their ages. So my fear in all honesty, is losing my own independence. And by that, I mean, of course, getting to the point where I'm no longer the decision maker in my life. And that could come about from a number of things. It could come because, um, you know, I lose my mental ability. And, and I have, you know, I, it doesn't run in my family, but, you know, it it could happen. And I fear losing my physical abilities. Uh, you know, it only takes one good fall and you know, and a, a broken bone, a broken shoulder, broken hip, and the the options in my life start to evaporate very quickly. You know, uh, everything from grocery shopping to vacationing to doing the fun things I love to do, those can come to a sudden screeching halt, and I fear that. I, I, and please don't get me wrong when I say fear. I I, I just don't want it to happen. It, it may happen someday at some point, but I don't want to lose my independence. There you go. That's a complete thought right there. Yesterday, I had to mow my yard and, and do the weed whacking for the first time of the year. Mostly, I was just knocking the tops off of sprouting onions and springtime weeds and that sort of thing like that. But, uh, you know, I actually enjoyed doing that. I love taking care of my home. You know, I, I I enjoy that, and I enjoy getting out and firing the lawnmower up, and and uh, you know, and I was of all things yesterday, I was I was excited because the lawnmower cranked. You know, I didn't have one of those first of the season problems where I had to clean a carburetor or buy a new battery, and even the old push mower, it fired right up, and the and the and the weed eater, it it cranked right up. So, you know, I felt pretty good about all that stuff, and I was able to get out and. 
in about an hour and a half or two hours, I got my work done and, you know, and I stood back and I said, yep, the old place looks pretty good. And, and I, I really like that, but I like being able to do it myself because, you know, <laughs> I'm like most home homeowners, I'm particular and there's a certain way I want things done and I'm not going to apologize for that. Okay, let's let's move on and one more fear of the things I fear and and this is the serious one. I know someday age is going to catch up with me. I'm not afraid of age. I like being my age. I think this is a good age to be. This is an age of opportunity. The 60s should be uh, an age where we can really truly enjoy our families, our grandkids, our friends, our social gatherings, our churches, um, our special interest groups, whatever we're into, we should be able to enjoy that. And, um, you know, and the one thing that causes me to train hard and eat well is that um, I see so many people these days that... You know, they spend the first 55 or 60 years of their life pretty much living and spend the last 20 years of their lives dying slowly. That's the thing I fear most. I don't want a long, drug out, you know, chronically sick, severely limited life where I don't have independence to where I have to have, you know, somebody sit with me all the time. And I have to have home health coming and checking on me two or three times a week or maybe daily. And uh, you know, so it's, it's, there's not an easy way to say this, except I don't want a, a prolonged illness that leads up to my eventual passing. And, and that's what I fear most. So what would I prefer? Well, you know, people talk about these things, but probably not enough, in my opinion. In an ideal world, I'd like to go to sleep one night, and that just be my last night. You know, sometime during the night, just slip off into eternity, and I'm done. My time on earth is over. And, uh, and somebody would say, but you didn't get to tell anybody goodbye. Well, I figure it like this. I tell people today how I feel about them. And, and if I love them, I tell them I love them. And uh, when I see them, I smile and I greet them. I try to never leave stones unturned in relationships to where, you know, I'll never get the chance to tell them how much I appreciate them or how much they mean to me. And um, so that if that time comes when I do suddenly pass away in my sleep, if that should be what happens, um, you know... I I would like to think that most of the people that knew me would would think, well, I hate to hear he died, but you know his last words to me were kind ones. His last uh, thing he told me was that he enjoyed my company, or he he loved me, or he he spent time with me, he helped me some. You know he was a good neighbor, he was a good friend, but um, you know I see so many seniors in my own community here that. Uh, you know, suddenly they're isolated, you know, suddenly they become a widow or a widower, and suddenly they're alone, and suddenly family doesn't seem to have much time for them, and the next thing you know, they're in assisted living, which, you know, is not the most horrible thing in the world, but then sometimes it's into a nursing home, and I used to do nursing home visits quite a bit, and, and 
you know, it's a terribly lonely experience, you know. Uh, family seems to forget to come, or they live too far away, or, you know, you're with people you haven't known your whole life, you know, just, you're in a place full of strangers that are equally sick or maybe sicker than you are. And, uh, you know, so I don't, I don't want to get to that point either. So I intend to keep on training. I, I intend to keep on eating good, healthy food. I intend to stay socially active. And uh, I don't know how many years I'll teach fitness. Uh, you know, I truly enjoy it. I enjoy seeing uh, people, the looks on their faces when they accomplish something that they didn't think they could do. Sometimes it's just walking a half mile. Sometimes it's walking three miles. Um, you know, sometimes it's uh, uh, lifting a weight or or doing a balance routine or something like that. But that look of satisfaction on their face when they realize they just conquered something that uh, they didn't think they would be able to do. I really enjoy the looks on their faces. And as I've said before, I, I do all my training uh, with people and at the senior center uh, pro bono. I don't, I, I don't charge anybody a dime. Uh, I feel like that uh, the good Lord gave me my life back and and I got well and you know so this is my way of paying it forward. Now you know some of my clients and and uh, some of my class members are they're very kind to me. They gave me nice Christmas gifts and things like that and and that's sweet. I I truly 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 appreciate their gestures. You know some of them sent me nice notes and gave me nice cards and. And I truly appreciate all that. Um, but uh, this is a life that uh, I've kind of stumbled into. I, I, and I intend to, to, as long as I'm doing a good job, you know, with it and getting the results and helping people uh, stay stronger and keep their balance and stay on the move, as long as I'm able to contribute in this area, I don't see any reason why I should stop anytime soon for sure. And if I'm still effective at teaching fitness when I'm 70, 75, who knows? I might be just one of the oldest trainers in America. We can always hope. Hey, listen, as you're thinking about your reasons for eating right and, and avoiding junk food and watching your salt intake and, and, and trying to have a healthy overall diet, and you're thinking about getting some exercise, you know, exercise doesn't have to be the complicated part. You know, just take your daily walk, you know, as far as you can, as briskly as you can. Get your heart rate up a little bit. Breathe deeply. You know, we're about to hit spring here, and this is a great time to renew or redouble your efforts in uh, taking care of you. I don't know what your fears are. I don't. I don't know. You, maybe you already deal with some sickness or some pain or, or some physical limitation that keeps you from doing all the things you want to do now. But um, whatever the case, you know, we need to exercise what we can. You know, I have some ladies that I train uh, at one of my senior classes uh, that uh, the best they can do is some finger movement and some arm lifting and 
some movements with their feet, not but not much of anything in any direction. They can't do prolonged standing anymore. By prolonged, I mean even five minutes. Um, I, I can't help them work on their standing balance much anymore. But we work what we can, and that's kind of an approach we have to take. So to you, the person that listens to this podcast, Pushing 60 Aside, you know, I hope you don't live in fear, but I hope you embrace the challenge of doing what you can to help yourself be healthy every single day. Not just for that day, but for the days and the years to come. And I wish to you good health. Good health. I've said it many times. I'll say it again in closing. You are doctor number one. Prescribe for yourself healthy food and some exercise. Doctors always tell us that. Well, Mr. Fleming, you you need to get a little exercise. You know, I've yet to have a doctor hand me a sheet of paper with a guideline on it that said, do these exercises. But they all agree this taking a walk thing is a good, good idea. Until next time, this is Gene Fleming on the Pushing 60 Aside podcast. Wishing you a long and healthy life with very few fears because you took care of you.